Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams, and let me just say I am honored to be speaking to the ear of your soul today. Um, you know, we're going in this series in April um, about trusting God, trusting God. And I tell you, everything that I have been speaking about, I've had to like actually put in place and do it again things have come up and I'm just like wow you know you can't just speak something and even if it was off a past experience things will continue to come up in your life whereas like I have to still trust God I still have to trust God and so I pray that you feel my heart each from each message that you hear that you are encouraged um, that you know is coming from a real place it's coming from an experienced place and it's not just something I speak because it sounds good it's something know that I've witnessed personally with God and how it has refreshed my soul and I want it to refresh you so I pray this series has been blessing your soul and refreshing you in a way that um, that that you need and that's just for you and wherever you're at right now whatever season you're in there's places where you know you could do better at trusting God and Maybe there's some things you know that you're holding on to that you want to you need to release and you need to relinquish that control over to God. I pray that the words that you hear, that you hear God in it, you hear his voice beckoning you to just trust me, daughter. I'm walking with you. I have you and I'm not going to let any harm come to you. And yeah, even if we do get hurt, even if something does happen, We've learned in the last episode that God, he has the power to redeem us. He He has the power to carry us um, even when we're hurting. So one of the things I want to ask you right now is how is your soul doing? How are you doing? You know, we um, sometimes we, we're, when I'm at work, people say, oh, hey, how you doing? It's like, good. How are you? Good. You know, it's just always the same you know response back and forth something quick to just say to acknowledge each other um and sometimes and and i'm gonna tell you it's okay to be honest we need to be more honest in those moments and and there's sometimes i say oh you know i'm doing all right i'm doing okay i'm doing okay you know it's okay to be honest in those moments in those moments i don't want us to be so busy and caught up with life where we, we say we're good and we're never checking those places on the inside of our soul the thing, the the look that may have um, disturbed you that you saw from someone else, or maybe um, an email you read, or a text that you got, or something that happened with your kid. Whatever the instance is, I don't want those things to just fly by you through your day. And though it pricks something in your soul, you never stop to check it and to say, "Man, why did I feel that way? Okay, what is this feeling telling me? What is the way that I respond? What is that saying about myself and how?" I look at life and how I see life. Um, I was talking to um, someone today and they were sharing their heart with me about just how they felt about something. All I could hear is the brokenness in their soul. That's all I could hear. And I could tell um, that they had been um, looking at life this way for a very long time. And for them, it was normal. But my ears, I wasn't hearing um wholeness i wasn't hearing pureness i was i wasn't hearing that i was hearing how much they didn't value themselves that how they wanted the the affirmation from people from the money that they made they wanted they wanted the money and people to 
to um, validate their worth and um and they continue and they see and they, it's like they saw themselves as second as bottom because of maybe how they've been treated and i believe if we don't deal with those places we don't deal with those things we're going to fall into a pattern like that is normal and that is okay and you're never ever knowing that really what's going on in the inside of you um of you not seeing yourself as worthy or value or or appreciated that that is why um you continue to see um the experience around you through a lens or a filter of um how people what people are doing to you and how they're overlooking you and how they're not giving that you you're never getting to the to the root of the reason why you see things that way is you it's us it's us and um it crushed my heart it crushed my heart and and, and sometimes i believe we want the exterior things to make us feel better and i had to tell this person i said look it doesn't matter what they what they choose um to pay you or whatever it's not this is not about money this is not about those things it's about your soul and how you see yourself until you can get to a place where you you see yourself through the way god sees you he, he, he sees you as amazing. He sees you as worthy. He sees you as loved. He loves you so much. Until you can get to that place, you're always, you'll always be disappointed by people because they're, nev they, they're never measuring up to this ideal of what you feel or what you think that you should be treated um, like. Because of, uh, but, and, but, and, the, and the reason is that it, for that is because you, you're not settled in your soul of who you are. So I, when I ask you how your soul is doing, you know, please hear my heart. I'm, I'm asking you because I want you to stop and pause and really evaluate what is going on it with me. What, how am I feeling? What, 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 what situation right now is going on that keeps rolling around in my soul and that I need to deal with? What words um, that I, that I was, that I heard that um, made me upset or made me feel fragile, made me feel weak, made me feel broken or things that may have caused you to want to shut down like or, or even anxiety. Whatever those things are, we got to first be honest with ourselves and say, man, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm doing. And then I say, talk to God about it. That was my that was my encouragement to this person today. You have to talk to God about every situation, about every every detail of your life. You have to talk to him about it and hear what he has to say, his perspective, because that's how God begins to renew our mind. He renews our mind through his word. He renews our mind through his Holy Spirit. His spirit will bring things back to our remembrance, which is his word. It'll bring things that maybe someone else, um, the pastor said last week, or the Holy Spirit will lead you to a place of, hey, you know, I just feel like turning on the radio today. And then you hear a, you'll hear a song, and then you'll hear a, maybe a message that parallel with that song, and you can hear God talking to you in it and telling you how much you're loved. Like, God wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you and he wants to walk with you. And he wants to renew your mind. He wants to refresh your soul. But we have to be honest with the place of how is my soul doing? 
this this has been I, I I know I've been making this a normal thing but the truth of the matter is I want peace I don't want to feel this way anymore when you can come to that place you'll begin to start asking yourself daily okay how, how's my soul doing what is going to oh I gotta check this I gotta I gotta deal with this part of me and I gotta lay it at the feet of Jesus and I gotta hear what he is saying about this and I gotta take a choice I gotta take um, I have to um, take on his yoke I have to make a decision and say I'm gonna choose to believe what he says about me I'm gonna choose to believe the way I am to respond is what I'm hearing from God or where he's leading me to um, that's when we start getting um, into living a life um, full of peace a life full of um, purpose we're no longer just aiming um, aimlessly at life because of things we're trying to satisfy in our soul from from exterior things now we're doing things from an intentional place now we're doing things knowing okay wait a minute I used to do this because of this place in me but now I don't have to respond this way because I know this comes from this place we got to do the soul work and God is not going to leave us alone in it he's there to walk with us he's there to guide us and I, 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 I I'm here, here to help you and guide you through this podcast you know this month we're talking about trusting God and sometimes in our souls we will have fears from the past we will have fears of hey we tried this business it failed and so now here here I am feeling like God is leading me back into doing business or doing doing something else where I know before it I, I was traumatized by being in a relationship and now I you know it's like he's bringing someone into my life and I'm scared and so I want to encourage you this month is to trust God and then this week specifically we're talking about trusting God with your life with your life with every detail of your life with your very being with the way that you live with just how you show up period in this life how you show up as a mom how you show up um, as a wife if you're a wife just as an entrepreneur just with your life the decisions you make you're trusting God with it you're giving it to him you're giving him control you're submitting yourself to him and say God lead me guide me my life is no longer my own but it belongs to you that is us trusting God with our life saying I'm just not gonna quit a job because I feel like it I'm going to I'm, I'll quit a job because I because God is leading me to quit a job because he's leading me here again when we do the soul work our life becomes purposeful it becomes intentional it's no longer led off of our feelings because then that means you trust yourself and God wants to he wants you to trust him with your life he wants to do um, things way beyond your imagining what you ever even thought you could do yeah I'm sure a lot of us have some great um, dreams and visions for ourselves can I tell you that God's dream and vision for you is even bigger than that it's more than that and it's, it and it doesn't always have to involve zeros in a, in a behind a, a number and a paycheck and and listen and sometimes it does like some of us we know that God's gonna bless us um, tremendously you know I, I believe there's some things God has shown you but I think more than anything God wants to bless you so much 
that you have such an inner peace, you have such a joy that whether you have that many zeros or not, that you are just full. You are just full. That's what God wants for your life. But we have to trust him with it. This life, it can come with bumps and valleys. It can come with hurts, which we talked about last week. It can come with a, with pain. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't mean that God stopped walking with you. It doesn't mean that he's not there. It doesn't mean that's not the path. You know, life is going to bring hurts whether we walk with God or not. The difference is if I have God walking with me, even when I encounter a trouble or even when I encounter encounter things that's unexpected because I know that he's with me I can walk through it unafraid it doesn't mean you're not you're not hurting doesn't mean you don't feel things but um the the more that we trust God and we we recognize man but this is who I have walking with me it'll begin to change how you feel it'll begin to strengthen you in what you're going through so I just want to encourage you today is just really let's trust God with our life, our life, all the plans that you have, all the things that you see you want to do in your future. God wants he wants that for you. And he 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 wants even more. He wants even more. He's the God who sees down the street, around the corner, over the hill, under the uh, in the valley. And we want to we want to trust that kind of God. OK. Okay, so um, one thing, um, one thing I want to uh, mention, I didn't mention in the last two episodes, just really what trust is, what it means, but it means a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, or the strength of someone or something. So a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. A firm belief, meaning it's not a shaken thing. It's not doubting. It's just sure. It's like, no, I know when I sit in this chair, I have a firm belief it's going to uphold me. I'm not going to fall. And a lot of times, and the reason why I know that is because I've already sat in it. Now, it's so it's funny to me how sometimes we have um, such a firm belief on things that we've never um, tried before. Like, I, I mean, I recently purchased this stool and I never sat in it before, but my thought, it wasn't even a thought that this would fall or break. I just immediately had a firm belief I would, I could sit up in it, you know? And so I, I believe God wants us to get to a, get us to a place where it is natural to trust God. It is not a second thought. It is not a doubt. And I understand there are, we are in certain um, we are in a certain place in our process with God. We're in certain places with God. And some of us may say, well, I'm not fully there yet. That is OK, my sister. You have permission to be exactly where you're at because that's where you're at. We can't force ourselves to trust something that we don't know. But that's why God wants you to know him, because I honestly not trusting God is a choice. You could trust him if you got to know him. You could lean on him if you if you got to know him. You would honestly you would want to if you got to know him. So trusting God wherever you're at in your your process, wherever you're at in your walk, it's okay as long as we're continually to grow our relationship with relationship with him. As long as we are continually to get to know him. We may have to walk with him for a while 
before we start trusting him, even with um, the vulnerability of our heart. I know I did. I I, um, I began my walk with God and um, rededicating of my life with God in 2014. It's right after me and my, uh, my now fiance, we split in 2014. And um, through that, I, I mean, God showed a lot about myself. I remember reading the word and, you know, going to church and just being really dedicated to him, dedicated to my devotion time with him. Um, and there are things that I did share with God, but it wasn't very intimate, deep or personal um, until about maybe a couple uh, uh, a couple years ago. I'm trying to think even how long after 2014 that um, God asked me this question when I was praying. I was praying. I was talking to God and I was just saying, God, I want what you want. I want what you want. And in the middle of my prayer, God was like, but what do you want? And so with that question, I could tell God was nearing my soul, nearing me to a close part of me, nearing me to a place in my heart that um, I hadn't really been vulnerable and I've kind of just kept it closed. And um, I let down that wall and I said, you know what, God, I want to be married again. I, I want to be married again. I had and I had to trust God with what I wanted, you know, because it's almost like I think I felt um, I felt afraid to be completely honest with God because I didn't know if he would give it to me or not, you know, and I didn't want to hope in something that I wasn't sure of or sure that God would, you know, if that's what he wanted, I'd rather just kind of, you know, put not put my hope in something and not hope for something that I want. And just say, hey, well, God, I, I, I just want what you want. And that's it. That way I'm not disappointed. That way I'm not let down. And so I told God, you know, I want to be married again. And God's response was, um, you know, I, I want you to be married again, too. Like that you have that desire because I gave you that desire. And he, he reaffirmed me saying, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to let you down. I'm not like the other men in your life. I can't lie. God was speaking to a place in me that kept me from trusting God with the vulnerability of my heart. Because I had, um, I had, uh, you know, conveyed to, to others what I wanted and what I felt I needed. And I, I was left disappointed. I was left hurt. I was left betrayed. And so I went to a place of closing the, 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 my desires to men, I just went to a place of closing it and not revealing it because if you don't know what I desire and what I want, you can't you can't hurt me, you can't disappoint me. And in it, God was like, "But I'm not them, and I can't lie." And and it's so funny now that I'm thinking about this, like God told me I would be married married again, and He says He can't lie. So and that that desire came from came from Him, and so here I am. I'm actually going to be getting married very soon. Um, but it's just, it's funny, you know, that God, he knows, he knows you. He knows the places that you're fearing and why you don't trust him fully. Why you don't trust him fully with your life, with your heart. You know, if God can have your heart, he, he can have your life. 
I'm going to say that again. If he can have your heart, he'll have your life. When we can open up all parts of ourselves to him and we hear his response and we listen to him, we'll be able to start trusting God with our life. Wow. Amen. Um, I wanted to read um, a scripture, a story real briefly with you um, that God laid on my heart yesterday. He kind of like changed up all what I was going to talk about, but I think it's, it's timely. I believe you'll get something out of this is um, about Abraham. And when he um, sacrificed, he was going to sacrifice his son, Isaac. It may be a familiar story to you. It may not. So if not, I'm going to read it. And if it is familiar, you get to hear it again. But hopefully you'll get something new out of it. Okay. So I'm just starting at Genesis um, chapter 22, verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. Verse 6, So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Verse 8, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. Verse 9, when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. We're almost done, last verse. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham, yes, Abraham replied, here I am. I'm sorry, this is the last verse. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me, even your son, your only son. What are you withholding from God? Even if it's the only thing that you feel that you have, what is it? What is it that you could be withholding from God to, that is keeping you from fully trusting him? Just think about that for a moment. And then there's a couple of things I want to, I just want to point out in the scripture that I, I noticed. Um, um, on verse five, verse five, Abraham, and we're talking about trusting God. Abraham tells the servants, he says, stay here with the donkey. Abraham told the servants, the boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there. 
and then we will come right back. Notice how Abraham didn't give the servants full details on what God told him to do. God told him to go sacrifice his son. He didn't say, he didn't tell, give them inside information or what God told him to do. He told him, he told them, hey, we're going to worship. We're going to go worship up there. And they were. That is a worship. Giving, sacrifice, like that's worshiping God. So he didn't lie, but he also didn't, he didn't disclose all the details of what God gave him. Um, when you're trusting God, everyone doesn't need to know what God gave you. We don't want, especially if they can't handle it. The servants, I don't know where they, their relationship or where they're at with God. But some people are not where you're at with God. So hearing something, probably such as go sacrifice your son, they probably would have had some things to say. They probably wouldn't even went. They probably would have tried to go and get people to stop him. So when you are trusting God with your life, you have to be careful of those who, who you have around you in your circle, your inner circle. You want people who can handle certain things that you can tell, you can say those things to, but you got to know the people around you that you that can't handle it. And those people, you got to be careful of how much information you disclose on what God told you to do. Sometimes it may just be you and God that know what he said, and you got to go and walk it out with just you and God. And then until you come back, <laughs> he said, when we write, come back, then maybe that's when we, you need, they need to know what happened. Maybe that's when you need to tell them, you know, all what God did. But we just, I just want to, I just want to just pinpoint that here. That I believe that God is saying, don't tell everyone everything that God is telling you. Because they could say some things to um, disrupt your trust in him. There's some things that right now only you can handle. And maybe those who are in relationship with God as well, where you're at that they can handle. But he'll give you wisdom on that. But just know that not everything needs to be said because you don't want it to be tampered with. You don't want it to be tainted. You don't want nobody to poke holes in the place of where you know you need to trust God. Okay. Um, also, um, I noticed. I noticed um, his um, his language, his language, the way that the way that um, the way that Abraham talked like. Here, Isaac is saying to his dad, like, hey, I see the fire. I see the wood. He said, but where's the sheep? Abraham didn't see. He didn't see the sheep. He didn't notice nothing. But he spoke in verse 8. He said, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. When we're trusting God, even with, with our life, when we're trusting God, there are things we're, we're just not going to know. We don't know all the details. God doesn't give us all the details and he doesn't he doesn't show us everything. He shows us what we need to know. Um, and some things God is doing to test our faith. And, and here God te was testing his faith. Um, we still have to have a language that we know, maybe not, even if we don't know how God's going to do it, we know that God can and that he will. OK, because one, God had already promised him this son, his son, 
and how he will have nations from him. So you have to hang on to what God told you and then rely on who you know God to be. Abraham knew God to be a provider. See, if we don't get into that relationship with God where we're not, where we're knowing him, if we don't get there, we can't have the language that we'll be speaking against our destiny. We'll be speaking against the things we should be trusting God for. Excuse me. We'll be speaking against those things. And our language has to add up. Even if you don't see it, even when you're hurting, speak trust that you trust God. God is a provider. I may not see it in my, in my bank account. God will provide. I may not see my kids behaving or, 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 or saved or whatever, but God will provide. God will save them. He's a savior. My body may not may, may feel sick, but I'm going to speak. God is a healer. I'm not going to speak. Oh, I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm da, da, da. You're speaking what you believe. And you're speaking that over yourself. You're speaking that over your soul. You're speaking that over your family. You're speaking that over, over your life. Why do you think I do those confessions for the soul at the end? It's because we have to speak what we believe and what we want to see. I believe Abraham, he didn't know what was going to happen. But I believe he, he knew God was a provider and he wanted God to provide a sheep instead of his son. Abraham, he said he loved his son. He spoke, but God will provide a sheep. He said he will do it. I dare you to become more bold and start speaking what God will do. As long as, long as it lines up with God's character and with his will, God is faithful to perform it. We got to trust him and we got to trust the words that we're speaking will come to pass because it's his. It's God's word. So, so one you know, watch who we are talking to around us. Watch what we are saying and letting them know about the things that God is doing in us, that God is going to, the things that God has promised you. And everyone doesn't have to know everything. And then your language, when, when you're faced with something challenging, when you're faced with things that is, is that feel like this is, this is, a, this is another level, God, or what speak, still speak who he is. Still speaking, and we got to practice these things. I know these things don't come natural, but like I said in the beginning, God wants it to become natural. So we got to start just practicing it. Like, God, lead us by your Holy Spirit so that when I'm about to even speak something against, hey, let me uh, let me become aware of it so I can speak the right thing. Um, the, one of the last things that I really want to highlight about this whole story is at the very beginning, you know, God said, take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. See, the test was with God, with faith and trusting God is does Abraham love God more than he loves his son? Do you love the promise keeper more than a promise? Because sometimes we we can we can be so um um inspired and happy and ready for the promise and think in our mind and everything our soul is poured into what god's going to do and what he's doing through us and that we can lose sight of but he's the one who gave it to me so when we start to see the promise look a little fuzzy or even the promise look like it's about to die 
if we get to a place where we feel all destroyed on the inside, it's like, okay, wait a minute. No, where is your love? Where is your fear? Where is your reverence? Is it, is it about the promise or is it on the promise keeper? And so I like that here, you know, God is saying, Hey, what you love the most, that's why I want to see if you attract your, your sacrifice, because then I know that you trust me. Then I know you fear me and not a fear of trembling. I'm afraid of God. Let me do this. So he doesn't, you know, strike me down. No, a fear of reverence for God, a reverence fear, a fear that is based in love. That's saying, you know what? I love my son. I, I, I love working at this job. I love this, what the things that he's giving me that I'm passionate for. I love, I love this, but I love God more. And when God told me to do something, I'm going to do it. Even at the expense of losing the things that I love, because I know he'll give it back to me. I know some type of way. I believe I was like, listen, if he had to raise my son back up, he would raise my son back up because that's just the God that we serve. We have to know the God that we serve. We have to know that the God that, that we claim that we trust, we got to know him because there are moments where things, where the promise will look like it's, it's dying and we have to be able to speak. Nope. But God will provide. God will provide. And if it dies, God's going to raise it back, raise it back up. Wow. At the end of this in verse, um, verse 12, he says, um, do not lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. Now I know, now that I know the thing that you love, you love me more. And the, it was like, it was the life of his son. He really loved. And, and, you know, I believe Abraham, you know, that could have been his life, but God was like, no, but you, you love your son. This is, this is you, you love your son more than you probably even love yourself. So I want you to sacrifice that. And for, uh, and for some of us, it may be us. We may love us. We may love our life so much that we're not willing to sacrifice or give up certain things to follow God. We're not willing, we're clinging, we're holding on to what we think we know, how we can do it, how we can get there. And your love, that, that it shows a love, a fear, a reverence for your life over God, over what God has to say, over him. And God wants to truly know that you really fear him. And I'm not talking about your physical life. I'm talking about everything that comes with your life. Everything, every, how, how, how you've been living, like the way you see things going, like just your full life. Do you trust him with it? Do you trust God with your life? I want to tell you what happens when we cling on to our life, when we, when we don't trust God with his life. And when we trust God with our life, what will happen when we don't cling on to our own life? Matthew 10, 39. And then I'm done. I'm letting you go. Matthew 10, 39. It says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Man, The if you trust in yourself, 
if you trust things to do things your own way, if you trust, if you trust your life and what you've built and accomplished so far and how you, how you move, if you trust that, you're going to lose it. You're not going to have what God has for you. You'll always be living something um, subpar. You'll always be living underneath the privilege as a royal daughter. But it says, if you give up your life for me, meaning God, you I, you matter more. I trust you more. I love you. I, you. It's for you, God. If you give it, you will find it. You will find the life that God always meant for you to have the one that he knew before he formed you into your mother's womb you'll find that life and I'm telling you it's better than any life that you could try to dream up on your own <laughs> the passion translation says all who seek to live apart from me will lose it all but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life that's what God wants to give you is true life. So we have to trust God with our own. So let's pray right now. Instead of doing confessions, I just, um, I felt that we should pray for this episode. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for this word. I thank you for just you wanting to give us life. You sent your son to die so that we can live a life and a life more abundantly. But thank you for showing us in your word that we must not cling to our own life, that we must let it go, that we must surrender it so that we can have the true life that you already um, saw, that you already created for us, Father. I pray for every um, woman that's listening on this on, on this um, podcast, God, however they're listening or watching. I just pray for her right now. If she's having difficulty trusting you and trusting her, trusting you with your life, Father, I just, I just pray that right now you just give her a sense of peace to know that it's going to be okay, that you have great intentions for her, and that even if something happens that she didn't even expect, that you're with her, and that you, you, you're guiding her, you will carry her, that there's nothing too hard for you, there's nothing that you didn't see that you really are a God who provides. I pray that she gives you the opportunity that she surrenders and say, you know, I'm gonna trust you God in this time. I wanna see what you can do. And even deeper than that, I pray that she trusts you with her full heart. Maybe the things she hasn't um, exposed to and showed you. She may be thinking, well, God knows, but no, you want access to it. You want us to open up. You're knocking at the door of her heart and saying, no, open it up for me. Tell me about it. Share it with me. And Father, I just speak right now as she opened her mouth to you, that she does feel your sweet love. She feels your sweet presence and that you will shower her with so much confirmation that you're there with her, that she begins to trust you more. Father, that's our desire this month is just to see the places in us where we need to trust you more at. I thank you for your word. I thank you just for loving us so, so much because you created us, because you made us and you just want us to glorify you. You want us to live a life that glorifies your name. And that life does come with us trusting you with it. 
So we say we trust you, God. No more fears. No more, no more um, speaking things that will get in the way, um, that speaks against who you are and what you can do. No more of us sharing details of every little thing to people who probably can't handle it. Father, thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the right people. Thank you, God, that we, we're not leaving this podcast right now the same. We're leaving with new, new insight, new information, revelation. We just thank you, God. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen.